everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. You guys have found me at my little corner of the internet. Today is Monday, December the 6th. And today I have a guest in the studio with me. My friend Rob Anderson is here. And we're going to be talking about an incredible effort that he has been spearheading here in Vancouver, Washington, specifically Clark County, to protect the citizens against a vaccine passport. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right, you guys, so it's Monday. That means uh, you got to get ready for a whole new week. So you guys know that we are studying Advent over at MomStrong International. I want to encourage you guys to hop on over there. Make sure that you've got your kids doing the scripture writing challenge. This is a really important time of year for us to focus on Jesus and to keep the focus on uh, why we celebrate Christmas in the first place. And I hope you guys enjoyed my interview with Helen Melanie Young on Friday talking about how we can have maybe more of a device-free Christmas. Remember what we said? You can't pass on what you don't possess. So your kids aren't going to get off their devices until we get off our devices. And that's just the way it is. So I'm I'm working on that. You guys are working on that. And I'm excited to hear from you. I'm going to come back later on this week and answer your questions. I normally do it on Monday, but I had the opportunity to interview a dear friend of mine, Pastor Rob Anderson. Uh, I met him several years ago. He's been at the forefront of the fight against uh, the lies that we've been seeing coming out of the media since pretty much the very beginning. And he spearheaded a movement here in Clark County to guard the citizens of this area against coming under a vaccine passport. I asked him if he'd come in, on the show and talk with me about it. And he made it to the studio, my friend. Welcome. <laughs> Thanks, Heidi. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And uh, just, I love you. You're the best. Well, gosh, <laughs> I'll give you your 20 bucks later. <laughs> So let's talk about this. I want I want to jump right into it because there are people, as you and I have talked about this a lot over mm-hmm. the last 18 months. I mean, what are we on now? Two, we're going on 24 months and two weeks to flatten the curve. It, it feels like three years. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and, and frankly, it doesn't seem to be getting any better. Uh, we just listened, you and I were listening to uh, President Biden, you know, give five more things he's doing. We're pushing mm-hmm. the booster shots. Now it's all about children getting a booster shot, which effectively uh, is the new fully vaccinated, right? Now you're not going to be fully yeah. vaccinated. They're, until they're, you they're have... moving the goalposts yeah. now. Yeah, that's, absolutely. That's what that was. Yeah, yeah, and this thing, it's never going to end until the, we the people Correct. say that it's over. Yeah. And we've uh, we've watched. We are sitting here uh, in Clark County, Washington, under the tyrannical leadership of a tyrannical governor. Mm-hmm. And we've been uh, Washington State's really been effectively locked down for a long time. Although I think people are getting tired of it. Yeah, uh, I'm sure. seeing a shift. For, are you seeing a shift? Yeah, like in the mask wearing and the and the tolerance for it and all of that. Well, yeah, absolutely. And I th- I think that that's why we've seen what we're going to talk about is you know the the petition and whatnot what mm-hmm. we did here and uh, you know for example someone told me and said well you know great job you did great this is I'm like hey it was pretty easy because of what the topic was mm-hmm. and that is people are tired of it just mm-hmm. like just like what you're saying and yeah there's one person in washington really mm-hmm. anyone who travels around gets this perspective that when you come back to washington it's like oh yeah the governor mm-hmm. is holding us hostage he is absolutely yeah. true yeah absolutely true and you know uh walking right in lockstep with the tyrannical uh yeah. empire that is the biden administration yeah. and all of these mandates that are coming down and we got wind that there was going to be a vaccine passport Coming to Clark County, you did. Yeah. You got wind of that. Tell us about that. Well, what it was is just seeing everything progress, seeing how, in particular, people in power wanting more power, wanting, I believe, 
one party American one party state mm-hmm. is is really what this is kind of about. And even Jay Inslee, what was it back in May, um, to his Bernie friends, telling him, "Hey, we should use COVID to push forward yeah. our our agenda." Yep. And that's yep. what he's been doing. Yep. And they're not hiding it. No, they're not. No, yeah. it's it's out in the they open. They see America in a weakened position. Americans are afraid. We know that mm-hmm. uh, afraid people will basically do what they're told. Yeah. And so they're going to, now we've got, you know, what is it? The the um, the Omicron yeah. variant now. It's going to be a new variant. As soon as this yeah. one, you know, people go, oh my goodness, it's not that bad. Then a new one's going to yeah. come and they just keep us in this perpetual state of fear. Yeah. So basically seeing all this unfold and it's like, okay, I want to, I want to move the needle. I, I want to, you know, just being cathartic and, you know, maybe some kind of rant here and there, flag wave here and there, blah, blah, blah. It's just like that's not changing anything. No, it doesn't. And it's not empowering. And in and if we believe what we believe, which is God has blessed us with a country and which has put us at the center of it is a we the people. Mm-hmm. And, for example, the state of Washington, the power is derived from the power of the people. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case— then let's do something. So mm-hmm. I basically, this kind of started off with a twofold mission. One was to change the conversation from, you know, vaccine, which you and I aren't, you know, experts. No one's experts mm-hmm. in that, you yeah. know, so to try to take that on and say, oh, it's, uh, come on, you can't do it. But what I do know is at the heart of this is discrimination. When you divide communities, which has been happening from the beginning, and you say, well, that group gets certain privileges and this group doesn't, um, excuse me, I think that's called discrimination. And that's at the heart of this, the tyranny and the discrimination. So really, number one, let's change let's change the language and the uh, debate and the argument and the conversation to, to what it really is and a winnable topic. Mm-hmm. So that was the first thing. And the second thing was, how can we actually do something of action that will move the needle, that will push the boulder up the hill? Mm-hmm. So what I decided was, okay, I, you know, just surveying my county, which everyone needs to survey their county. By the way, I'm just a grunt dude. I'm just a, I'm just a simple person, you know, and uh, nothing terribly special, but I just sat there and said, what can I do? Mm-hmm. And I surveyed my county and it looked like, hey, our Clark County Council here is four out of five are Republicans, which nowadays doesn't mean what it used right. to mean. Sure doesn't. Yeah, but, you got that. Yeah, you're right. But <laughs> but but in theory, that should be a good thing. There's you know, and so it was like that's our daylight because we can't win at the state level, we can't win at the governor level, we can't win you know at so many others. And so let's go where we can get a win. And as you know, courage is contagious and a win breeds other wins. And so instead of going for the Hail Mary, which mm-hmm. is nice, but mm-hmm. the probability is not there, right. go for the first down, mm-hmm. go for the, you know, the next one. So that's where this really began. And it began, I believe it was in September where I wrote a declaration of independence from COVID tyranny, discrimination in tyranny. Mm-hmm. And I put it in uh, the local newspaper, mm-hmm. Clark County today. You're like, you're like Martin Luther, you know, nailing yeah. your, your thesis to the wall. <laughs> well, I, in a way it was kind of like saying, Hey, we, I can't do this alone. Mm-hmm. I need, we need help. We need help. So mm-hmm. I put it on social media first before I printed this. I got 100 signatures because I thought that's going to help. Then submitted it with 100 signatures. So it's like, hey, 100 people are saying this. In 10 days, we got over 4,200 online signers. 
in that said sign like I agree. Mm-hmm. Sign me up. So then we went to the Clark County Council and I and I knew that this was a long shot. Uh, but I was like, let's go there. Let's let's try it, mm-hmm. and let's try to get the first down. And uh, and unfortunately, they ignored us. Mm-hmm. And at that point, and this is this is key in this fight to all the patriots, all the you know people out there. You get knocked down, you get back up. Hey, I'm learning a few things about that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and it, I am too. I mean, but it's like so. It was like I'm not going to back down. And so did some research, found out that in Clark County, and, and I believe all the counties, most of the states, there's some something like this in which you can develop a, and we call it here, a mini initiative petition. And it's basically the people's way to walk into the Clark County Council, mm-hmm. slap this, you know, ordinance on the table and say, vote. Mm-hmm. You, you can't kick it down the can. You can't. You know, pretend it's not there, which they did mm-hmm. with the uh, with the first attempt. So that's what I did, and uh, and we we filed it. It was funny. So I took a version of that declaration of COVID in, or of independence from COVID discrimination and tyranny, and I went down there. This is how naive. This is how simple I am. I go down to the elections office, <laughs> and I'm like, here's my my petition. You know, and I worded it as best as I could. And she looked at me, and she goes, um. You know you're going to have to write an ordinance. Like th- this is nice, but you're going to actually have to write an ordinance. That's <laughs> you. That's what you're doing here. And I took a gulp, and I was like, <laughs> "Okay, I can figure this out." So, so you left. Yeah. So I left. I went back. Uh, I think it took about a week to do some research, put it together, and I made it laser focused on uh, again the winnable topic of discrimination and tyranny. I mean, I didn't go into the weeds. In fact, I included a statement of just saying, hey, we know that vaccines generally mm-hmm. have helped in our communities, you know, and, and I did Otherwise, that. it's a convoluted mess. Yeah. 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 And so, so it was like discrimination, tyranny, mm-hmm. focused on that bunch of whereas statements which you know is important i guess that's that's how you that's the language that that is the language and so i put that together but basically the the uh, petition says this is is that we we call on our county commissioners to ban all mandates that discriminate against someone's medical health status Mm -hmm. vaccines not vaccines Mm -hmm. and also is general i mean because i don't well where does this end exactly so this this uh, and also that violates someone's, um, uh, you know, their their right to health privacy, and it uh, it has language in there of saying, hey, you've got to also honor moral and religious objectors, which, by the way, has always been honored yeah. in our country. Yes. I mean, this yeah. is a no until brainer. recently. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And so that's that's what I did. Is I wrote this, put it on there, went back. They approved it in the sense of just the formatting, gave it a number, you know, gave it the stamp and gave it to me on October 4th. And then on uh, November 30th, we turned it in with uh, 11,000. So, so we go back to, okay. they, so they stamp it, they give it to you and yeah. they, and this is the sheet that has all the, the spaces on it. They did that for you. Yeah. Yeah, I just gave them the basic text. And, and they give you the sheets that you take out to then collect the signatures. Yeah, they give me the PDF that this is the official with the stamp of the number and all of that. So that that's so I took that. I've never done anything like this before. 
And so I just began to strategize of how can we build a an infrastructure to get signatures. So I, you know, we got up to close to 30 plus businesses, some churches um, to be petition locations. In fact, yours, by yes. the way, I should have brought like this big bouquet of flowers and whatnot because <laughs> firmly planted the the resource center, the family resource center here undoubtedly was the superstar and brought in the most um oh wait i can't give you flowers because i i can't i can't exchange anything for a signature so anyone's listening of a, there is no, no gifts flowers. there's no no flowers no gifts but basically this was the all-star location but there was about 30 other different locations throughout it and then then it was just educating were you well people received in churches that's a question that i had did you were you able to take that petition uh and leave it in our, our church had one right um boy i was all right i'm gonna i'm gonna be tempered here i'm, I'm gonna sit on my hands <laughs> sit on your hands and um shockingly uh, no we weren't well received in churches mm-hmm. there was a handful like mm-hmm. like yours um a, a few others in fact our biggest support came from the slavic churches yeah because they understand tyranny absolutely yeah and, because they get it and i mean they don't just get it they get it yeah. like they're like hey we've got the t-shirt we don't want it we've been there mm-hmm. been done that no thank you mm-hmm. and they were very passionate that i'm that I got the most signatures. We got the most signatures from the Slavic churches, no mm-hmm. doubt. But going back to the churches, this is this was this was heartbreaking for me mm-hmm. as I'm on Facebook as the recovering pastor, and mm-hmm. that's I'm recovering from the corporateness of church. Yeah, people ask me, they kind of like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, right. yeah, "Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm just recovering from the corporate nature of the church." And unfortunately, I. Honestly, I'll break it down to this. It was getting harder and harder to differentiate between businesses and churches. Like I would get the same response as a business who was concerned that they would upset their customers, right? Because they had customers maybe on both sides, which was more of a product of not being educated Mm -hmm. enough because it's like, this is about discrimination. It's a yeah, it's a freedom issue. Yeah, it's I mean, they're, 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 yeah. it wasn't it wasn't about vaccines. It was about mm-hmm. mandates and discrimination. Mm-hmm. And man, I got the same kind of responses from pastors, mm-hmm. I, and it broke my heart. Mm-hmm. It broke my heart that it was just like, whoa, 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 wait, wait a minute. Where's that biblical? To, mm-hmm. I mean, <clears throat> there's just that fine line. So, so I believe that our strengths are connected to our weaknesses. So I get it that pastors are wanting to protect people. Mm-hmm. But there is a point when it crosses over and it becomes a weakness mm-hmm. kind of situation. And mm-hmm. I saw that in full display of that corporate nature of thinking about their customers, mm-hmm. thinking about, I'm, I know, I'm, I've been in the insides. Mm-hmm. So I don't say this from someone who does not, you know, is bitter or anything like that. I love the church. I love mm-hmm. the bride of Christ. I've been in the back room. I've seen mm-hmm. how the sausage is made. And unfortunately, churches decided to pass by the other side Mm -hmm. you know i i I think of the good samaritan which by the way the good samaritan parable was not given to put the samaritan on its shoulders the audience were the high priest levite loving crowd and when jesus told the story of someone who suffered injustice 
and the high priest comes along and sees it and decides not to enter into the mess and passes by the other side. And when the Levite comes and sees it and decides to avoid it and walk across the other side, it was to speak to us Christians and say, don't, if you want to love your neighbor, don't pass by the other side. And unfortunately, Heidi, many churches Mm -hmm. crossed the street and said, we don't want to engage in this. And Think about at the end of that parable, what does Jesus say? Go and do likewise. Likewise, mm-hmm. I'm I'm terribly worried about um, about that. Hey guys, I want to remind you that I am excited to be partnering with MyPillow.com. You guys know that I've been using MyPillow for a long time and I love them. And Mike Lindell has an awesome offer for listeners of the Heidi St. John podcast. You can receive up to 66% off all MyPillow products. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square to receive Mike's standard MyPillow for just $19.98 or call one 800 447-0541 and use promo code Heidi. Again, that's 1-800-447-0541 and use promo code Heidi to get up to 66% off all my pillow products. Well, we've been, you know, I'm talking about myself as if there's two of me. I have been talking about this uh, for a long time, even before COVID, but yes, you have. But COVID has really uh, unearthed yeah. You know, I think I said months and months ago, and I'm not trying to bash every single pastor because there are no. lots of wonderful pastors out there Absolutely. who have actually handled this beautifully. Yeah. But if I was to give the church a grade of how they've handled COVID, I'd give them an F. Yeah. Overall. Yeah. Uh, the, the American the lockdown, church. Yeah. The lockdowns, the, the, you know, the mask requirements. There's a church up in Kent. Uh, Washington that says that you can't, you know, you can't come unless you have a vaccine passport. I mean, all of these things, uh, wildly outside of the jurisdiction of the church. Oh, and by the way, you know, they're sh- they're supposed to be uh, protecting their people. You know, the Bible says not to forsake the gathering, and yet you've got people hiding behind Romans thirteen. You know, wildly misinterpreting mm-hmm. oh, uh, Romans absolutely. 13. I had uh, Pastor Jack Hibbs has been on the show talking to me about, you know, Phil yeah. Hopper's been on the show talking to me about Romans 13. You know, I've had pastors and I'm sure you're going to you're going to say a similar thing. We do not understand the scripture. The same people that were in Nazi Germany while the Jews were being rounded up and sent to the ghettos, those churches were also Romans 13, Romans 13, yeah. obey the government, blah, blah, blah. Is let me just ask you, uh, since you've been a pastor also, and I know that you understand the scripture, I'm is Romans thirteen? You're recovering pastor. I'm sorry, your uh, your reading of Romans thirteen is this carte blanche? Obey whatever the government tells you to. Do. I mean, obviously, if they tell you to murder somebody, the pastor's going to well, don't do that. And so this started out as this sort of muddy, weedy you know, situation where the churches were like, well, what should we do? And I think in the very beginning, I, I got it mm-hmm. right in mm-hmm. the very beginning when mm-hmm. they were telling us that people yeah. are going to be dropping dead in the streets and they're, you know, the morgues are going to be overflowing and all the things. And people were afraid. Yeah. Right. And I could give them grace for a few weeks after the end of the two weeks to flatten the curve. I know here, at you know, we looked around and said, well, looks like it's time to go back to work, yeah. you know, and that's when the snowball yeah. Yeah. started. And so what do you say? I mean, to the people who are like, there are a lot mm-hmm. of people. I get them every yeah. single week here still at the podcast. Yeah. How do you uh, parse out Romans 13? So a, a my Bible teacher from Multnomah, Ray Lubeck, taught us uh, one of the— we had, a sim- we had the same Bible teacher. Yeah, yeah. 
You remember um, the chicken nuggets versus the chicken analogy of inductive Bible study? That was one of the first lessons. In fact, I'm pretty sure it was the first lesson. Um, his lecture was about the difference between chicken nuggets and the whole chicken. And basically, we should be pursuing the whole chicken when right. it comes to Bible study, right? And so when it comes to Romans 13, we have to remember that this this is just one piece of a mosaic. So take that which i believe is a general truth that he was that he was giving of course it was not carte blanche like uh, over everything because of okay one example paul's life so paul the apostle paul was a roman citizen who appealed and, to caesar yeah and, <laughs> and and exactly and so at that moment if you applied romans 13 like many are trying to to paul yeah, to Paul in that he moment. He would have flunked it, he, according to these guys. Yeah, he would have not appealed to Caesar. He would have not, when he got flogged, and then he was, oh, by the way, uh, I happen to be a Roman citizen. Right, Wait, right, Which right, was right. like, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah, oh bleep. Like those, <laughs> those those ones that did it knew that they were in trouble because Roman citizens had, had, rights. had certain rights. Yeah. And so he, so again, his life, I mean, upends Romans 13 in the sense of the macro or in the micro. The macro level, sure, it's a general truth. There's many general truths. But you don't just interpret one verse by itself. You look at the whole chicken. Mm-hmm. And so what uh, what I'd say to that, and then later on, again, so his, his citizenship, Roman citizenship, clearly was something to steward. And it was to steward um, for the advance of the kingdom of God. And so when those two, they, they align together. And so that's why I would tell people in this situation, and then you throw in just what I said about the uh, Good Samaritan parable, where Jesus says, go and do likewise. And, you know, all these things that we're not supposed to pass by the other side of injustice. We're supposed to engage it. We're supposed to help it. We're supposed to bring about relief and remedy and even give it voice. Remember that the only voice that we heard, we never heard from the guy that got roughed up. We only heard from the good Samaritan who talks to the innkeeper and, you know, gives money and says, hey, I'll be back and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's how I look at Romans 13 in a general sense. But just that one point of Paul's life, I think, says it all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. And and we know uh, that we're not called to live by lies. We're supposed to be uh, purveyors of truth. We're supposed to be standing for truth. And when we see injustice, we shouldn't look away from it. Yeah, whatever, wherever that is. So when we were walking the petition across the street to drop it off at the election department just this this last a few days ago, uh, I I turned to our attorney Angus Lee and I just said, you know what? Because I said this is where the battle begins. And by the way, Christians that think that God handed out the armor of God just to hang over your fireplace yeah. and polish and show right. off to your neighbors and all that, you're wrong. Mm. He gave us the armor of God. For the battlefield. Mm-hmm. And that's where we need to be. That's where we're called to be. That's where we're called to give our blood, sweat, and tears, and maybe our lives too. 
I hope you guys have been enjoying this interview with Rob Anderson. We're going to come back tomorrow and pick it up again and continue talking about why it's so important that we stand against the tyranny and discrimination of these mandates and vaccine passports. And I hope, too, that you are coming up with ideas of the way you can get involved in your area. Get off the bench. Get onto the battlefield. Freedom is worth fighting for. Thanks for listening to everybody, and I will see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at momstronginternational.com.